Hello friends, Romans, countrymen, countrywomen and DC residents. It's been quite some time, hasn't it? We apologise for becoming so estranged. It wasn't anything you did, it's all on us. We're the ones with commitment issues, but we at Bad Cap do indeed care. I mean, this is pretty much how we feel about you. For our first episode of the new year, our guest is a woman of many words, Melissa Rosenberg. She has an acute ability to make pens drip and we sit and watch these stories unfold on the screen. To highlight her diverse range, she was head writer and executive producer of the Showtime original series Dexter, where her work on the show helped earn it the prestigious Peabody Award, three Emmy nominations, three Writers Guild of America nominations and two Golden Globe nominations for Best Drama Series. Additional credits include throwback jams like Ali McBeal. <sighs> I've been down that road, walking a line. Melissa Rosenberg also was involved with The O.C., a show about white philanthropy in Orange County, Party of Five, Boston Public, The Agency, The Magnificent Seven, and as a creator and showrunner of ABC's Red Widow, which was produced under her Tall Girl Productions. Melissa's film creds include not one, but all, yes, all five screenplays for the vampire romance phenom of The Twilight Saga. She also wrote the hit dance film Step Up. In 2011, Melissa started her own production company, Tall Girls Productions, which is focused on developing and producing film and TV series with an emphasis on interesting, complex roles for women in front of and behind the camera. You know, it's been all this, this parade of, of uh, white men uh, with these incredible roles, uh, which I've enjoyed thoroughly. But there came, uh, you know, there was always this point, this point of, okay, when can we write roles like that for women? When, can, when will women be able to play, portray flawed, damaged, morally questionable, messed up people? Melissa is a gifted storyteller. The following is a clip of Melissa speaking at the 2015 USC School of Cinematic Arts commencement where she was recipient of the Mary Pickford Alumni Award. Um, oh, shoot, sorry. Bound to happen. Writer, not actor. writing and more writing and studying more 
someone actually hired me, I was going to get paid to write. Rosenberg's most recent project is a series creator and showrunner of the critically acclaimed Marvel's Jessica Jones, which debuted on Netflix on Friday, November the 20th. After a tragic ending to her short-lived superhero stint, Jessica Jones is rebuilding her personal life and career as a detective who gets pulled into cases in New York City. Kristen Ritter plays the role of Jessica Jones and is joined by a solid cast including David Tennant, Mike Coulter, Rachel Taylor and many more. Melissa Rosenberg walks us through her life until now. This is our conversation. All right, so uh, Melissa, where are you from? I'm from Northern California, Marin County. All right, so if you were head of tourism for your hometown, uh, how would you get people to come to Marin County? Well, it's a very beautiful area. It's you know, very lush and green, and it's just over the other side of the bridge from uh, San Francisco. Um, it's very uh, health-oriented and, you know, very uh, a lot of very uh, conscientious people. Uh, it's very liberal, um, which appeals to me. Yeah, we like and, liberal, too. Uh, we love liberal, so it's good. <laughs> Uh, so it's just a, quite quite a beautiful area. Okay. So uh, I, I read in your bio that you see. So you said you went to a massive high school. Now I I tried, I tried religiously trying to figure out what high school you went to. So but I, <laughs> I but I could I could not. But but so but so tell me about the uh, Melissa Rosenberg high school experience. <laughs> well, I actually moved down to my my mother passed away uh, when just when I was in uh, beginning high school. So I came to live with my father in Los Angeles and went to school at Santa Monica High School, otherwise known as Samo High. <laughs> um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was a very kind of a rude awakening for me because I've been, you know, a more, uh, uh, a smaller uh, high school and uh, smaller schools and, you know, more intimate setting. And then Samo is just, you know, massive and, and uh, you know, it was very, it was very uh, mixed racially, which up in Marin County is very, uh, is very white. Okay. Um, and it's make it very diverse economically as well. So you had kids coming in from, you know, Malibu versus you know kids coming in from deep in Venice. So it was a very uh, diverse population, which was was very cool. But to a, a kid from you know, <laughs> to this sheltered little white world, it was, uh, you know, it was just sort of a, a, an eye opener, and more urban, much more urban than uh, I had. Been used to at that point. Diver- diversity is good. Diversity is, yeah. is, is is very good. So did you uh, did you go to your high school reunion? No. Okay. okay. No, I, I got out of there early. I graduated early and uh, moved to the East Coast to work with a theater and dance company. Uh, so I got out of there like when I was seventeen and I gra- graduated and uh, so I moved out to actually we were based in New Jersey uh, and uh, worked with a little theater and dance company that was sort of. Uh, very much into improv and um, such, and then went to college at Bennington in Vermont, where I majored in dance. And you were student council yeah. president, were you not? I was. Why you do your research? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was. It was a really, um, you know, that was that was the moment in in my life that I I really came to experience the power of one, you know, the, the power of uh, of each of each person to make a difference. 
and uh, you know the importance of of uh, participating in democracy. Uh, so it was a great experience for me. Can you can you tell our listeners what you did when uh, when the university was having financial troubles? <laughs> um, well, I had uh, uh, many many meetings. I was working very closely with faculty and and administration. And I call student meetings, and, and I always been very theatrical. Like, you know, there was one student meeting where all of us wore T-shirts and ties and hats or something to that effect, and it was just, it was like a theater piece. <laughs> <laughs> I was very into the dramatic, but, okay. uh, you know, it got people's attention. Okay. So uh, do, you, do you recall the first story you ever wrote? Oh, wait. Uh, well, uh, back when I was a child, no. But the first script I ever wrote was uh, something called Mambo Man. And it was a little romantic comedy. It's never been produced, but that became my sort of calling card to get an agent and um, you know, get my first jobs. How long did it take you to write that script? Oh, probably a couple months, I would guess. What, what's, what setting do you, do you write in? What's your special place? Uh, always uh, a quiet office. Yeah, mine. Per, uh, right at home is preference. Do you, what, do you, what do you hang on the walls? I have a lot of work by my sister. She, my sister is a painter uh, and a professor at um, CCAC up in Oakland. Okay. And uh, so I have a lot of pieces of art by her, and I have many family and friend photographs. Okay. okay. So, like, when you, when you when you try writing, uh, like, in the writing process, like, what uh, what are what are some distractions? Because I feel I feel like trying to creatively purge can be can be very difficult. <laughs> oh, it's very, it's very difficult, and distractions are not your friend. But I always start by just kind of warming up my fingers on a computer by doing some sort of online window shopping. So <laughs> that's my treat. I get to like have my, my tea and do a little online window shopping, and then I ease into, oh, there's actual words on the page. I kind of fool myself into writing. I'll give a little trip. Okay, so your latest endeavor, Jessica Jones, on uh, on Netflix. If you were to describe this series in three adjectives, how would you do so? Fun, exciting, emotional. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's, it's pretty dark, wouldn't you say? <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's a pretty. I, I rewatched it, and then I was I found it way darker than I did the first time. But it makes sense because <laughs> you wrote. But then I, then I saw that you wrote Dexter. Then I'm like, okay, this it makes perfect sense that because uh, yeah. I mean because there are scenes. There, there wasn't a scene in Dexter that I couldn't watch. There was a scene in Jessica Jones, a few of them that I, 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 I had to turn my head away. Because, oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah, like when, like when a, a, the woman's head was when, when, it, when the head hit the glass table. I was like, this is too much for me. <laughs> that was pretty intense. I have to say that was that was a pretty intense uh, uh, moment. I'm, yeah, we uh, uh, definitely pushed the edge as we as we went along. I must uh, but for me, you know, the the gore, the that sort of thing is is very secondary. Uh, for me, the primary, yeah, the the uh, priority and the and the focus is always on character. And uh, you know, sometimes we get to, we we go into these crazy action, uh, you know, things. So speaking of character, what's it like working with Kristen Ritter? <laughs> A dream. Uh, it really is. Uh, she's. She and I, I think, you know, had this very much a shared experience where we felt <laughs> like we may have been the two hardest work working women in Hollywood. Uh, you know, there was, there was, both of us were just so unbelievably exhausted uh, and, and giving it every single ounce of, of our beings that we really shared this very, very close connection. And 
you know, I trusted her with the character and she trusted me. And we would have conversations back and forth if there was something in there that didn't feel right to her. And, you know, she was, it, her instincts about it were always dead on. Uh, and, and, you know, my favorite thing was just you, you, you give her a scene or a moment and you know, then you're sitting in the editing room and it's just like delivered beyond what was on the page, you know, by so much. And it's just exciting. It's so amazing to write for someone who just brings you to the next level, you know. What, what, is, what is something about Kristen you really enjoy that she probably doesn't even know? Ah! Yeah, she's as a person or an actress. Both, I guess. Ah, well, I mean, as an actress, she's you know what I love so much about her is her her range and her uh, agility as as an actor. You know, she go, she can go from just the deepest, darkest of emotional moments to delivering a dry line, you know, uh, a comedic line, and it, you know, just it's it's uh, she's a very facile uh, actress, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I love that, and you know, the, one of the main reasons I, I wanted her uh, in in this role was because of her comedic chops. I you know knew about her drum, dramatic chops, but I, I I needed someone who could really bring some levity, uh, you know, that kind of biting, uh, funny delivery. Uh, and there's not a lot of people who can do that. She's she is definitely one of them. Okay. All right. So here's a question that we ask everybody. Uh, they say every great artist secretly performs for an audience of one. Okay, so who is the one person besides self that you're always trying to impress? Mm. Well, usually whoever's writing the check. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make them happy so that they uh, pick up the show. Who am I writing for? You know, I, I don't actually know the answer to that. I mean, it's, um, Who's the first person you show your, your writings to? My husband. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is he, he like... Lev, uh, Lev El Spiro is his name. And uh, he's a director, and he's always my first read because he is a great editor as well and uh and i have the worst grammar in the history of the world and he's you know quite erudite does um how, how is he as a critic does he does he tiptoe around you or is he just straight up like listen like is he, or is, is he right, right in between he's a much better critic than i am i'm just blunt and harsh and and nasty and he uh you know he's a director he's worked with so many writers he knows how to couch a criticism while still being honest but he's he's very good at it. Have you two ever worked on a project together? No, we have. You know, we actually he he directed um, some episodes of the OC while I was on staff as a writer, but he never directed my episodes, so uh, we didn't work together. And uh, you know, it's really been kind of a conscious choice. Uh, the marriage is more important than than the work. Mm-hmm. So as much as I would love to. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, I worry because I'm such a control freak. I, I just, he keeps on saying, no, it'll be fine. So you don't know what, if you, how bad I can get. <laughs> with with the show, there is uh, there is a larger message, and I feel like about 
about gender roles and like in, in advancing women in this space. Can you talk? Can you talk about like your your commitment in like your production company and trying to like tell the stories of women? Sure. You know, for so many years we've been you know, had the great pleasure of watching these incredible roles for men you know, with you know Sopranos and uh, Tony Soprano, Vic Mackey, Walter White, Dexter. You know, and it's been all this this parade of of uh, white men uh, with these incredible roles, uh, which I've enjoyed thoroughly. But there came, uh, you know, there was always this point this point of okay, when can we write roles like that for women? When can when will women be able to play portray flawed, damaged, morally questionable? Um, messed up people. Like when? When do we have permission to do that? And uh, you know, I think some people started making inroads, like you know, Jenji Cohen with Weeds, and of course the Orange is the New Black, and um, Nurse Jackie stepped into that role. Shonda Rhimes started pushing in that way as well. And uh, you know, I think they led the way for the the audience to accept someone like Jessica Jones. So, and so, speaking like as a kid, who was a who was a woman where you looked at? You're like, I would, I want to be this person. Well, back when I wanted to be a dancer, Judith Jameson was my okay. Uh, I know because she was tall and I'm tall. <laughs> I was like, oh, a tall person can actually be, you know, make it as a dancer. <laughs> um, you know, that's a really good question because uh, you know there were a few women when I first started out uh, writing. Uh, who I who I admired enormously, uh, you know, like Winnie Holtzman, who created uh, My So-Called Life, and um, a few others, but, uh, you know, we hadn't made as many inroads. Okay, okay, so uh, just just a few more questions. I hope we haven't, like, dragged dragged your time on. I hope, hope this is this is, this is is slightly painless for no, you. No, not all. I'm good, man. Okay, good. All right, so these, these are some random questions. So, like, now, if you were a baseball player going up to bat... This is your first at bat in the major leagues. What song would you bat to? Ha! Good question. Um, <clears throat> lately, I've been, I've been uh, listening to a Pandora station, uh, Women in Rock, and um, Janis Joplin. I'm having a resurgence of Janis Joplin. Uh, the other one would be uh, Sounds Like Teen Spirit. Um, do, do you know I, I actually sang that at a sixth grade talent show? Uh, Did you really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it wasn't a cappella, but, like, I had, we, had, we had a guitar and a bass, and the drummer couldn't make it, but that, that, that definitely happened. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely happened. All right, next question. Um, Kraft Mac and Cheese or Velveeta? Oh, Kraft Mac and Cheese. I lived on that in college. Okay, okay. Uh, if, you were, um, if you were going to be executed, what would you have for your last meal? I think 
Um, I would have pasta. Pasta? Something with a nice tomatoey sauce. Angel hair, like cappellini with a, a tomatoey sauce, possibly a bolognese. Okay. Cheese. Okay, I like that. And uh, if yeah. you if you were stranded on an island, uh, what's one book that you would have to have with you? You can only have one book. Mm. Gosh, um, uh, most recent comes to mind the Goldfinch. But actually, if I go back twenty years to Donna Tartt's original uh, original um, debut as an author, Secret History. Uh, okay. I, I haven't finished right. Goldfinch. I have like I, I started it in first time I started it, then I was like I, I can't do this and the second time I did I really I really I was really enjoying it so I, so it's yeah I kind of stopped somewhere around the 150 or so, 175 and and then uh, uh, came back to it and and then couldn't put it down so there there is a yeah, so this is a pretty thick book so okay all right so you gotta give yourself time but man it, it, it does hook you but she's just such a, a beautiful wordsmith I mean it's really if you could only have one bottle of 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 alcohol, what would it be? Kissler Chardonnay. Okay, okay. All right. And the last question is: since we since we put a lot of music in these interviews, what is one music that you would like to play yourself out to? I'm uh, sorry. To play? What do you mean? No. So as 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 like as we end the interview, we 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 put a lot of music underneath. So so what what is one song ah. that that captures this whole amazing experience? Uh, probably a, um, a jazz number, something from uh, the 40s. I listen to a lot of jazz. Um, I would say something by Etta James. Uh, probably uh, the song that I walked down the aisle to, actually, At Last, by Etta James. So, and it really applies to Jessica Jones as well, At Last. At Last All right, all right, Melissa. Thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. Really appreciate it. I have to say, this is probably one of the most interesting interviews, uh, series of questions I've ever been asked. <laughs> we, that's 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 what we do. And life is like a song. Oh yeah, yeah. At last. Madcapdc.org on Facebook and Twitter at madcapdc.